I will show you. <laughs> okay. And the adults have got a tabletop activity too. <laughs> so on your table, <laughs> you should have a piece of paper. And if it, you only need one per table um, and hopefully something to write with. So if you're not on a table, you might need to find one or be clever at arranging yourselves. Can you draw a line down the middle of it and put positive on one side and negative on the other side? Are we following? <laughs> okay, are we ready? Okay, just we've got two minutes, right? And I want you to think of as many positive and negative things that come from our use of screens, okay? Television, computers, phones, um, what else is there? Kindles? Um, Any more? This amazing technology, you may not use any of them. You might be an amazing person who hasn't been gripped by <laughs> this. <laughs> but you could use your imagination to see what the rest of us are, are coping with. So, as many as you can. Okay, right, has anybody got more than five on each side? More than five... Answers on each side, anybody? Yeah, more than 10? No, You've done quite well there. How many have you got, Maggie? Not Maggie, sorry. I know, I didn't give you much time, did I? How many have you got on your table? Good, right. Who can, who can shout out a, a, a negative? Fake news. Waste of time, yeah? Fake news. Fake news. One more. Stop your relationships. Ooh, stop your relationships. Yes, right. Three positive ones. So educational. Yeah. Knowledge. Another one? Sport. Sport, yes. Keep track of the football results. <laughs> Right, okay. That's just a really um, quick thing to help us think about the fact that um, there can be things in our lives that can be for good, be for bad. If it wasn't for Facebook, um, I wouldn't have had some of the most amazing adventures that I've done in my life because they popped up and I've eventually said yes to go and do something. Um, it's an advertising tool for my business. You know, there's lots of good things, aren't there? But when you spend too long on Facebook, you think, what a waste of time that was. Who is the person that controls whether this technology is good or bad for us? Us. Oh, dear. We can't blame anybody else, can we? <laughs> anyway, we'll come back to that in a minute. Um, but we're thinking today about how we steward our gifts, our time, our energy, how we give ourselves to God, really, with our lives. Um, we've all got the same amount of time, haven't we? We've all got 24 hours in a day. We all use it differently. Um, in lots of different ways, don't we? We have variable amounts of energy, <laughs> depending on who we are and uh, what our days are like. We have gifts. We know God gives us gifts. We have ch a choice about how we use them. Um, God might give us new gifts, we can continue to grow in that sort of thing, can't we? Um, but the whole thing about our life with God 
is the fact that it's a relationship, isn't it? It's not about rules. There are some, but they're, they're, they're guidelines for how we live in this relationship with God. Um, so what I want to do, just as I start really, is I just want to pray because what I'm expecting is that the Holy Spirit is going to speak probably one thing to each of us about maybe this could change, yeah? And, and you're listening for the one thing that God's talking to you about because we've all got different lives and different, we're at a different place, but God wants us to grow. <laughs> he wants us to grow closer to him and he wants us to grow closer to each other. And he wants us to grow in our understanding of what it is to, to take the kingdom to this world. Um, but he's, he just wants to encourage us into more. Okay? So d- whatever you do, don't feel condemned by anything. <laughs> but just be listening out for what God is trying to encourage us to move more into. So Father God, I just thank you for your presence with us today. Thank you that you are the God who is exalted. You are amazing. And you choose to live your life out through us, your body. And you love to live in us and through us. You pour out your love into our hearts so that we can love other people. Thank you, Father, that you are always encouraging us, leading us on. And Holy Spirit, we just want to say yes to you today. Just show us how you want us to grow more what maybe we need to put aside, what maybe we need to give a bit more time to or energy. We want to be led by you, Holy Spirit, keeping in touch with you in every part of our lives. Thank you. Okay, so if you've you've become a Christian at some point in your life, you wanted Jesus to be your saviour. And things change, don't they? It's amazing. We're now on this journey of eternal life knowing God, getting to know him more. Um, It doesn't always happen that we acknowledge him as Lord at the same moment. (laughs) Sometimes we're just really grateful that we're going to be going to heaven and we carry on with the way things are. But at some point in our lives, probably lots of points actually, we get that little reminder that actually, you know, this is about lordship as well. Yeah? Don't just carry on doing what you always do. Come and join in, partner with me in this whole mission that God has, that the world should know him. And he asks us at that point where we realise this, to lay everything down, our lives. Uh, in, In Luke it says, unless you surrender all to me, giving up all you possess, you cannot be one of my disciples. And usually we've had those moments, haven't we, where we just think, God, it's all yours, you know, I want to do whatever you say. And, um, and we really mean it. And then time goes by and we, we get on with life because it's busy, isn't it? And there's lots of stuff to do. And we get caught up in all sorts of things. So we lay down our lives for Jesus. He laid down everything for us, didn't he? And he also says, my purpose is to give you life in all its fullness. So it's like he gives it all back to us. <laughs> you cannot outgive God. He might be asking you to put something down, but he's going to give you even more. And I came across um, a parable in Luke 12 this week, which I've obviously read loads of times. Um, It might just be my memory, which is poor. (laughs) But there was things in this that I thought, I've never noticed that before. 
I might have noticed it last year, but maybe I didn't. Maybe this is the first time the Holy Spirit has really pointed this out to me. So if you want to follow it, it's Luke 12, um, starting at verse 35. I have no idea what page number it is in the church Bibles. Um, in mine, it's, it's subtitled, Be Ready for the Lord's Coming. One oh four five. There we go. Right. Um, be dressed for service and keep your lamps burning, as though you were waiting for your master to return from the wedding feast. Then you will be ready to open the door and let him in the moment he arrives and knocks. The servants who are ready and waiting for his return will be rewarded. I tell you the truth, he himself will seat them, put on an apron and serve them as they sit and eat. He may come, down, come in the middle of the night or just before dawn, but whenever he comes, he will reward the servants who are ready. So this is talking about being ready for Jesus, isn't it? He's the master. But he's, he's not just coming for us, he's coming to serve us. And we know that he's a servant king, but it just struck me in a whole new way this week that he's, he's coming, but he's coming to serve us. <laughs> You know, that is God's heart, isn't it? He just loves us. And um, these are the servants. They're not the ones that are allowed to recline and eat. That's for the, 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 the people who own the house. That's for the guests. But he's saying, no, I want you in the place of honour. I want you to serve you the food. It's probably food that he brought from the wedding because there wouldn't have been food available in the middle of the night. So he's come back specially to bless his servants. This is our Jesus. He's, he's coming to give to us. He's coming to serve us. And when we've got a God like that, what can we do? But <laughs> we want to serve him, don't we? <laughs> we have, you know, this is God Almighty. And he's coming and he's putting on the apron to serve us. So why wouldn't we want to, to copy him, to be like him? So I've been thinking about... Um, different aspects of our life and how we can think about this aspect of surrendering to him and um, wanting, to, wanting to serve him more than he serves us. We can't, can we? <laughs> so we've got the kind of God bit of our lives, all right, if we separate it out, which we shouldn't, but we do. It's like the, the bits you should do, like read your Bible and pray and worship. They're all such wonderful things, aren't they? But do you know how easy it is to do all of those and not connect with God at all? You can read your chapter of the Bible or whatever you do and read it and not even think about it and not even talk to the one who wrote it. Or we can connect with God before we even start to read and think, oh God, what do you want to speak to me today through this passage? Um, and when he does, like when I was reading this, this parable, and he just came and spoke to me in a whole new way about it. We can pray without connecting with God. You ever done that? I have. <laughs> you can have a list, or not a list, or just think about your family, or whatever. Or you can connect and pray with God. You don't even need words, actually. So much of the time, it's just what is in my heart that is my prayer. And I'm not very good at words when I'm praying. I'm spending time with him and just holding people or situations before him. 
so we can pray with God or without God. It's, it's kind of aimed at him, but we haven't actually checked if he's in the room. He is. But, or it can be that amazing encounter, can't it? And we can worship too without, without connecting with God. We can come and sing songs or sing them at home. Or we can connect with God as we're worshipping him. And again, it might have music, it might not. It might have words, it might not. It might just be when I'm walking in the woods in the morning with my dog and just aware of his presence. That's worship. So God is in those bits, isn't he? But he's in every other part. For the, for the Jewish people, they didn't have a separation between the, the religious bit and the secular bit that we so often divide life up into. He was in every part of every day. So when people, you know, if they asked how much do you pray, I think, well, I don't know. <laughs> as often as I'm remembering God throughout my day, that's praying. Yeah, there is the times, particularly when I'm walking my dog, very good prayer time. Um, but, you know... Life is a prayer in a way, isn't it? If we, Every time we're conscious of God, every time we remember to connect with him again in our thoughts, that's prayer. We can pray all day long in that way. You can, if you're praying as you go to sleep at night, it's amazing what things might be going on which you may or may not remember in the morning. But give your night times to God as well. Isn't it lovely occasionally, you know, you wake up with a song or probably worship people do it more than... Not, but, or, or you wake up and you think, yeah, I was praying in the night. How did I do that? <laughs> That's your spirit connecting with Holy Spirit all the time. Amazing what can happen. What about our homes? You know, they're, they're places where we live, aren't they? But are they places that we use for God? You know, we've got the people that live with us there, maybe. Um, are we... Are we open to people coming in you might not be good at cooking banquets for people but most of us can put the kettle on um i don't usually have milk which causes a problem but <laughs> if people want a cup of tea but we can we can be hospitable on all sorts of levels can't we but if the thing that's stopping us is that the house is a mess don't bother you know just invite people in anyway because their house is probably a mess when they're not expecting guests might not be but it still doesn't matter does it <laughs> It's better to be open to give God your house, your home, your room, whatever you've got. See how he wants to use it. And some people like hosting dinners for 20 people. That would terrify me for weeks on end. I wouldn't do it. Or you can get a takeaway. (laughs) But don't let your level of gifting limit what you do. Okay, let's let's just have hearts that are open. Now, our families and our friends are really important, aren't they? You know, they're high priority. But if we actually don't have any friends who don't know Jesus, I think we've missed something somewhere. If you've been a Christian a long time, it can be quite easy to let your world shrink to those that you see regularly on a Sunday and, or, you know, you have other things. With. But every one of us needs to have a part of our... You all go to the supermarket, don't you? You meet people there. You don't have to become friends with them, but you can bless them with a smile. (laughs) Anyone can do that. What about your work? If you're a working person or you go out and do various activities, you can do that for Jesus too. 
I read this amazing story. Um, it's, it was in Thailand. This guy had been a missionary out there. He'd had a church for 16 years. And there were 43 people, I think, in his church. 43 or 34, one of those. He'd worked really hard. They were faithful people. And then he heard this teaching about empowering all the people in his congregation to go out and pastor their workplace. And so he taught them, and one, one of the ladies in his congregation, she was an ice cream seller. She had a bicycle with some sort of contraption on it, I presume. So she would go out with her ice creams every day, just selling ice creams. Anyway, she got hold of this teaching and thought, okay, Jesus, I am going to do my ice cream selling for you. And she prayed over her ice cream that it would be a real blessing to people. And people thought she'd got different ice cream. They said it tasted different. <laughs> but more than that, everywhere she went, you know, obviously she had contact with loads of people. And um, so she would, she would just pray over everything, pray over every encounter. And she also, she deliberately used to cycle past um, the mayor's house and throw prayers over the wall as she cycled by every day. <laughs> and one day the mayor turned up at church. <laughs> and um, the pastor was freaked out because he knew that he was planning to preach on corruption that week. <laughs> and the whole society was based on corruption. So here is the mayor in the front row. And he's thinking, I don't want to preach about that. <laughs> I might, he was British. So I'm probably, you know, we'll get arrested and sent back to England. But Holy Spirit said, no, carry on. So he did. <laughs> and this guy sat there with a stony face <laughs> throughout his sermon and left immediately it finished. And he thought, oh, that's it. <laughs> Start packing. But the mayor had been so convicted that he went away to return a one million, whatever it is, their currency, I think it was equivalent to $1 million bribe and came back to the church because he needed to know this Jesus. And then the chief of police, it was, you know, it's a longer story than this, the chief of police also ended up becoming a Christian. And this church grew to 4,000 people because, not just because of the ice cream lady, she, she brought about 700 to Christ. <laughs> So it doesn't matter who we are, what our contact with people is. If we kind of allow Jesus to invade our activities, it might be your job. It might be your reading group or sewing group or, I don't know, bicycling group. You know, who knows what God could do if we bring him into everything that we're already doing. We have our leisure time, don't we? Um, how do we use it? I'm not saying we should never tune out and do, do relaxing things. But there are times when I know I think, I shouldn't have wasted time on that. Could, could well be Facebook. Um, it could be watching something, a film, and I think, I didn't even enjoy that really. I just watched it. <laughs> what proportion of our spare time is actually spent with Jesus? You know, if we've been too busy to read the Bible for more than 10 minutes in a day, but we did watch a programme for an hour, 
What is that saying about our priorities? What do we really want? How much do we really want to know Jesus? Or do we really want to know about location, 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 which used to be one of my favourite programmes? <laughs> and I did watch an episode the other day. I thought, oh, yeah, that was fun. But actually, I get bored by things much more easily now. You know, and I think, gosh, I could have spent an hour reading a really interesting book or just spending time with you, God. And he's been weeding me away from all sorts of things that I used to love doing. And now I'm losing interest because actually he's more exciting, more interesting. Um, So God can be part of our everyday life. And when we start sort of shifting what we want to give our time to, what we want to give our hearts to, then other opportunities start opening up. And if we start saying yes to little things that we get asked to do, it's amazing where you end up. But it doesn't really matter who we are, what our gifts are, even how much time you have got. Because if God is, if he is Lord of our life, he's going to show us the most incredible ways that we can do even really simple things so that when you go to Lidl's, and you smile at somebody. You know, that's how I started. And so I, I actually stopped a man this morning when I was walking the dog and started talking to him. And um, I just get excited because I've learned to have conversations with people. It's something I used to find really, really difficult. And I'm learning to have longer ones. <laughs> and sometimes I'm, I actually pray for the, I, I prayed for this guy this morning and as he, he said, oh, this has been such a fortuitous part of my day. <laughs> that you stopped me to talk to me and I thought thank you God thank you that you've it's taken me years to get this far by the way (laughs) but I want to push through because I want to just like Jesus did he just talked to people didn't he and he made an impact on their lives so um just we're just going to pray now um and I'm hoping that you know there is something in your heart one little step that you want to try and put into practice that you want to change that you want to partner with God in, in growing more into this surrendered life. And actually, when God asks you to give something up, you find it's better his way. And you don't miss those things in an amazing way. So, Holy Spirit, I just thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you that you are inviting us into a a deeper adventure with you. a deeper way of knowing you, Jesus, and of walking in partnership with what you want to do on this earth. Help us to loosen our grip on the things that we really do want to hang on to. Help us to hold everything lightly before you, Lord, so that if you say, put that down, we can say yes. And if we're not quite ready to, that you say, help, help me to be willing, Lord. And when, when you give us opportunities to step into something more, Lord, I just give us the courage to say, yes, I'll, I'll have a go. <laughs> Father, thank you that whatever stage of life we've got to, there is always more. And it talks in Ephesians about the good works that he's prepared in advance for us to do. And there's something every day even every moment, if we want to be that connected with him. Powerful times when we can just be remembering Jesus, 
loving him, worshipping him, smiling at somebody, maybe even saying good morning or learning to build a conversation. Father, thank you. Thank you that you're encouraging us to more. Don't let the enemy discourage you. (laughs) Don't let him put you down. If you have a day when you think you've blown it, you just think, oh yeah, I did, didn't I? But thank you, Jesus, that you forgive me. (laughs) And we've always got another chance. So refuse to be discouraged. Choose to actually... Keep going forwards with God. Because he believes in you. He believed in me. And he made us just like we are. We're all different, aren't we? With different different giftings, different ways of living our lives. But every one of them can be so significant. And we don't know most of it. We'll get to heaven. And he'll say, look, you you spoke to that person. And then this, this, this and this happened. And they're here. You might have only done the first smile. <laughs> Tiny things can be really important. So, um, yeah, let, let's go on an adventure with God and see where he takes us.